Welcome to the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast. I am your host, Ryan Hartley. This podcast is for heart-centered leaders just like you. I hope our time spent together helps you leave a heart print where those around you are left better than yesterday. These interview sessions are sponsored by our great friends at Elevate Online Marketing. On episode 177, I welcome back David Florence to the podcast. David is the host of the YouTube channel Evolution of Dave and is a well-being consultant trained in various disciplines, including breathwork, NLP, clinical hypnotherapy, and flow state science. This is going to be a great conversation that's going to equip you with some information all around how to improve your health and well-being, backed by science, but most importantly, hoping to nudge you to just trying one or two things that leave you a bit better than you were before pushing play. It's a great conversation. We'll hear about Dave's five-year journey with his uh, evolution and how it all started with simply just trying the Wim Hof method, the breathing, the cold water exposure. Maybe you've been watching the BBC series with Wim Hof, Freeze the Fear. Come and hear from Dave, who's been practicing that for over five years, as well as advancing that with other forms of breathwork on his YouTube channel and where he coaches people. Dave is going to be speaking at our event at the end of June. If you have not got your tickets yet, head to the link in the description. You will be able to get your tickets. And I know that once you've heard Dave speak here on the podcast, you're going to want to come and see him and experience his talk in person. Here we go, episode 177 with David Florence. Dave Florence, welcome back to the Always Better Yesterday podcast, mate. How are you? Very good, sir. Very good. Thanks for having me. Oh, mate, it's so good to see you. And um, we connected episode 117, which was back in February, I think, 2021. And um, yeah, I'm really glad that we've uh, kept our friendship going and you're going to be coming to speak at the the five-year event in June. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Uh, I, I am getting very excited by the whole idea. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. So for those um, listeners that are new to the podcast, maybe they've not been here very long um, and maybe they've not seen episode 117. Do you mind just giving us a brief reintroduction? Who is Dave? Yes. So my name is David Florence. I began a journey to optimize my physical and mental health back in 2017 when I experienced a bang to the head, left me in hospital and the next day I decided, right, it's now time to uh, operate a kind of a research program to enhance my mental health, my physical health. And at the time I was watching videos on a certain Dutchman by the name of Wim Hof that everybody's heard of. And it was that that acted as a catalyst. As soon as I got home, I went into the garden. It was minus 10, mid-December. I got the garden hose, doused myself with cold water, experienced this wonderful feeling. And uh, that really kickstarted my journey that I then started to chronicle on YouTube and called that channel Evolution of Dave. And then from there until now, it's been a, a, a journey of me continually looking at ways to enhance my health uh, via various different natural protocols, natural methods. And I now teach all this stuff. So mm. it's, it's gone from me having a different career back then to what I now do, where I teach all of these methods to individuals and corporate clients as well. 
I love that. And I think our journeys must have, uh, you know, I think always better than yesterday started around about 31st of May 2017. And, and looking at your channel, you, you posted that uh, that six month Wim Hof review around about four and a half, four years ago. So our, our kind of journeys have, have uh, started at the same time, really. And um, I, it's just nice the way that it's all coming together and we get to share time and space together. And thank you. But like you know, yeah, Vim's very popular at the moment. Obviously, he's um he's spreading the good message. And uh, for those people that are maybe new to Vim, new to his TV show of Freeze the Fear, if they can get past the crazy Dutch guy kind of caricature, like like what are some of the um things that you, in your own experience, have, have taken from kind of his breathing methods and his cold water exposure? Yeah. And also, I think we should add there that his gregarious, verbose nature is what sells it. Let's face it, you need that kind of character at the front. Crazy um, like a monkey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what he's combined are ancient ideas, really, both in terms of the cold therapy as well as the breathwork. The breathwork comes from um, ancient methods of uh, Indian breathwork called pranayama and also tumo, which is Tibetan and combine the both. And what these both do actually, what the cold water does and the breath work is act as a stressor on the body. And these short bouts of stress from a physiological perspective uh, over time help to adapt and change what's going on inside, allow you to become more resilient to stress. Um, the breath work was the thing at the beginning that really did excite me. I loved the cold, I, I say that actually in the sense that obviously initially when you start getting used to the cold, cold water or ice baths, you're forcing yourself to do it. Mm -hmm. So you don't necessarily love it. You love the experience afterwards when the brain then remembers, oh yeah, okay, this feels really good. But the bit at the beginning when you're telling yourself to get in the ice bath or have a yeah. cold shower normally is pretty tough. <laughs> it's um, like put your head inside the tiger, right? It's like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather not. It doesn't make <laughs> sense. Yeah. Why do I want to experience this pain? But as David Goggins, and most people have heard of him now, David Goggins will put it, um, callousing the mind is this wonderful exercise. And that's what you're doing with cold therapy, really, mm. that you are through forcing yourself to experience this stress, you are effectively becoming more resilient by callousing the mind, you're strengthening the mind to be able to handle it, so that when other stress comes your way, you're mm. much better able to deal with it and, and handle it. But the breath work, it, say I think it's about three or four months in from doing the the, the Wim Hof style of breath work um, I started to experience some very high highs and I mean really high highs as in shout from the roof, rooftop type highs <laughs> and I was evangelizing to everybody that none of whom would listen to me if they were close to me of course because who does your, yeah. your partner never listens to you your friends yeah. never listen to you with new ideas because they remember the old person that you were yeah. they don't want to they don't want this new person being all crazy. Um, so then I started to get this insatiable appetite for learning. I realized my memory was improving. So I put it all down initially to the bang to the head. I thought, hang on a minute, maybe I've had that weird experience that some people do where you get a bang to the head and then you become this great, wonderful artist. <laughs> I realized much later on that there's enough research now to indicate that that will have come from the breath work. Yeah. The breath work in many ways opens up dormant parts of your brain. It mm. gives you capabilities that you didn't know you had, mm. which we all have. Much of our brain isn't working 
you know, um, when we need it to. So there's probably still lots more research needed in this area, but there's certainly enough for me through my own research and my own experience to know that breathwork works. And it, it works on a number of different levels. You can use it to calm the system. You can use it to create energy. You can use it to wake up your brain. You can use it, I think, for longevity benefits. Mm. Um, and that probably moves on to another topic. Uh, maybe we should come on. I should come on again. We'll talk about longevity and the stuff that I've been practicing around maybe, that. Maybe. Anyway, we could, anyway, yeah, whole, we, we could do a whole series. But it's interesting how Vim had a particular moment in his life that just, you know, obviously, without doing too much of a spoiler alert, his 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 wife passed, and you know, he was left with four children, and then he just. Mm you know, to get some sense of life back, he would just put himself in cold rivers and, and you obviously had your bang to the head and you start out, you know, for me, it was Boris. And when he, you know, when he, when he made those decisions to lock us down, like I'm not a, I wouldn't describe myself as a stressed or anxious person, but that loss of freedom was definitely something. And particularly with my own viewpoints around how, you know, that was um, done and, and the kind of, uh, shall we say the the breaches of human leadership that have been seen over the last couple of years as well like a lot of that kind of really got to me at the core which is why I then started to jump in a wheelie bin inspired by your good self um, <laughs> you know and 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 what I've come to learn is that when we're in under states of stress we're constantly just flooding our bodies with this little thing called cortisol mm. and the more and more I've like listened about cortisol the effects of it i think we understand the fight flight response of of those things but it's it's reading things like james nestor's breath that makes you realize that oxygen isn't getting to the key port, port points within our body causing us disease and, mm. and cancers and mm. so the thing i've you know and i know you want to talk about um chemicals within our body in in terms of the positive ones but like it's understanding for me that like that cold is a switch it's like turn it on and then because i then are able to get out of the bath or turn the shower off it's like i've reset myself yeah and it is so it's like i remember going to the police walking through the building my heart rate would just be elevated just for just being present just being there seeing how many unread emails i had left how many tasks i still had to do before the next meeting and and, and I don't think we realize how much we live with that just underlying sense of yeah. stress and cortisol. What's your kind of thoughts on that? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Everybody does. When I talk to corporate clients and do workshops, and I've done a few on stress awareness uh, and management, I always say that we, everybody is on this anxiety stressometer. Yeah. Um, and really the only difference between the person that's on one side able to manage it and the other is just simply that they've either got natural mechanisms. So a lot of us do have these natural mechanisms and are better able to handle stress than others. Um, and the ones that are on this end are the ones that just don't have any tools uh, in order to keep the uh, nervous system um, at bay or to keep it balanced, mm -hmm. or they just simply have these natural, or rather they don't have these natural mechanisms to handle stress. And I now know that if I regularly put myself through short bouts of stress that I have control of, like a cold shower, like physical exercise, mm. um, then I know, just like in physical exercise, my body will strengthen and grow. So with physical exercise, 
you exercise a muscle, your body goes, oh, hang on a minute. You're probably going to do that again, aren't you? I better start figuring out how to pump more oxygen to that muscle to enable it to grow and also to be able to make use of uh, proteins and, and things like that in the body. So in a way, the way I look at mental health in particular in stress is that it requires exercise. Your mental health needs exercise. Your brain needs exercise. And if you look at it that way, it's a much easier way of, of um, considering stress and mental health because all you need to do is every day you need to say to yourself, okay, how am I going to keep my mental health exercised? Mm -hmm. And you do that by a number of quite often short methods. Um, quite, you know, when people think about the usual methods of um, staying calm and uh, both spiritually as mentally calm, people often think about meditation. And then mm -hmm. those that do think about it that haven't done it before will then think, I haven't got time to meditate. I haven't got time to be mindful. But actually, with all the stuff that I teach, there's a whole load of practices that you can do one, sometimes even just in a minute mm. um, or, or five minutes. And as long as you crowbar them in your day at regular intervals, you will keep the stress at bay. Um, and actually, another point to mention. So we know through the, the work of Sean Aker, who wrote the book, The Happiness Advantage, and he's done various other books. We know stress is good for us. Mm -hmm. And actually, your perception of stress is really interesting. So if, for example, you are in a stressful job yep. and you are constantly thinking, this is too stressful, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be ill. Well, lo and behold, that's what happens. If, however, you see the stress as inevitable, as just a part of the mm -hmm. work experience, and so long as you have bouts of recovery and repair, then you won't have the same perception of stress as other people do, and you won't get ill. Yeah. But the crucial bit really is that you need to experience stress. Then, just like in exercise, you need one or two days of recovery and repair. And if you don't have that, that's when chronic conditions occur. And also, I should probably add at this point, that's when you start getting ill. Mm. I've had a cold for six days, and that okay. is because I pushed the envelope too much. I went from one day of very physical exercise in my gardening job, followed mm. by a boot camp the next day in the morning that I shouldn't have done, followed <laughs> by not very much nutrition, and then five hours walking in the hills, mm. um, and then uh, a very late night. And so my body at that point went, yeah, now it's time to send you a message, Dave. This is yeah. what you're going to get. <laughs> so I think even but if you know this stuff, you can get it wrong. Hey, my friends, just want to take a quick moment to thank you for listening to the show so far. I hope it is serving you well. And I wanted to let you know that on the 25th of June, we will be holding a five-year celebration based at the home of our podcast, Elevate Online Marketing Offices in Trowbridge. Our community turns five this summer, and I really want to bring great people like you together we have three guest speakers lined up. We will be joined by the YouTube sensations that are Evolution of Dave and Esther McCann. And we'll also be joined by our great friend and TEDx speaker, Tommy Gentleman. It's going to be a great celebration. We'll have welcome drinks provided by Elevate Online Marketing. We're going to have some great food provided by Valicious. And we have a band performing live for the very first time. There's a special connection with the band 
all will be revealed soon but for now please head to the show notes get your tickets and i really look forward to celebrating with you on the 25th of june let's get back to the interview the really interesting thing that uh, that i found is that um we've been conditioned to believe that if unhealthy go seek a third person go see a doctor it's almost like we've been conditioned that everything else that we need is outside of us in some way because that is commercial it's a business it sells um and i think it takes away from the understanding that we have so much within ourselves that is able to do what the body does best and and heal and replenish and recover and and, and to grow. And, and I really like the words that you used on one of your posts recently about how to ride the, the, the chemical waves, which was about having this inner pharmacy. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Yeah. So this really came from initial conversations with Soma breath. One of the practices that I Mm -hmm. teach. Um, And this is one of the terms that they've often used that When you think of a pharmacy in the real world where you pop in and you buy drugs that are sold, um, think of something similar, almost like um, the same kind of pharmacy that you have available where all the products are free. Mm -hmm. And it's all within your body. We have a raft of... uh, neurochemicals that we can turn on at will if we know how to do it and you mentioned their cortisol earlier when it comes to stress and also obviously adrenaline is another stress response often people think of both as being negative but actually they can be positive and they that you can make them work for you you just need to know how and when and um but then if you look at things like serotonin the happy cup chemical if you look at oxytocin the love chemical and by the way the oxytocin you can um create oxytocin just by helping another human being you don't have to go mm. around hugging people mm. which i know you love doing ryan and i will <laughs> every time i see you thank you for a bit you know i'll just do it selfishly for the oxytocin but um uh Does that you- make me a drug dealer Yes, well, quite possibly, yes. But what's wonderful is you give it for free. 100%. Um, So, but what's what's cool is that in the the stuff that you do, the wonderful work that you do, you are constantly being flooded with oxytocin because you're helping other human beings. Um, You can turn on dopamine, which Mm -hmm. is a real doing chemical, just by having cold showers. So 15 minutes after your cold shower, You've got three hours after that where dopamine's flooding your system, which is why I do the cold shower when I do. And then I'm in this totally focused work mode. Uh, And that's also on top of the fact that I'm drinking black coffee, uh, which, of course, will add further neurochemicals. (laughs) Um, I will have practiced breath work that would have added further neurochemicals. So, yeah, and you can just keep riding this wave of neurochemicals all through the day Mm. so long as you know what to do and when which by the way is quite simple Mm. um it's really interesting because i feel that we live in a culture that has a great understanding of that and uses it to exploit people um because you, you you've talked about um dopamine and cortisol and i think we are 
constantly subjected to bits of cortisol when we look at the news and we look at the media when we mm. see because all of this does is is it, if we look at the work of bruce lipton is it gives us the perception that the world isn't unsafe and uh, yeah. a, a, an environment that's out to get us and that we lack in some way and that we're inadequate and we need more beyond us and it leaves us with a constant drip of of cortisol and then you add to that a lot of our culture um exploiting our dopamine responses you know the, the, i guess the dopamine chemical is one of motivation it, it it makes the body feel good and it makes you go repeat that behavior which is what we get every time we get a notification on our phone so we get every time we have um even just like for kids these days it's just so much if we didn't have an awareness of this you, you poor kids are being targeted through the adverts and through the toys and through the unlimited amount of tv and games and oh and, it, and i guess the first step is to have an awareness of what the culture does to our body because i think many many people are suffering with mental health and inevitably the conversation becomes what is wrong with my mental health versus what am i part of you know when bruce lipton says it's the environment stupid you know he says that actually before we look at the health of the cell we must first look at the environment that it's mm. surrounded by totally and um, i guess i guess what you're saying then is that we can actually consciously shape our environment to ride the positive waves yeah yeah totally i think um it's all about grabbing control you know when you talk about tech there mm. and the fact that it can suck you in well more for you really because you're allowing it to do that. It's cleverly set up to do that through the algorithm. So it's very, I mean, I'm not saying that you are weaker by allowing it to happen. Mm. It happens to most people, but if you grab control and you consciously decide how you want to make it work for you, so you can make your phone work for you for your benefit uh, or any other form of technology, but you have to decide that you have control over it. As soon as you relinquish that control, it's just going to be sucking you in for the rest of the day. And you're, mm. you're, you're going to be in that state where, um, in this kind of subconscious state all through the day, where if somebody asked you a week later, what did you do that day? You won't know because your brain won't have recorded it properly. You mm. won't have this kind of memory mm. of positive experiences because you've allowed the technology to grab control. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's discipline that's the, the required. But, but again, hearing where lies the benefits of cold showers in particular in that you're creating this discipline that inevitably uh not only works for you long term but it also um uh informs how you can be disciplined in other areas of your life mm. um the the you you spoke as well about this kind of productization that we have nowadays and, and um, of everything. Mm. And it amused me the other day that, that a company has come up with this product that gives you nitric oxide <laughs> because there are benefits to increasing your nitric oxide because it's mm -hmm. a, an antiviral, it's an antibacterial chemical. <laughs> the stupid thing is <laughs> you can create your own nitric oxide very easily. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. say, you're pointing to your nose there for those that are listening. And that is it, you know, um, humming increases nitric oxide. Mm. Uh, in fact, it increases it by seven times more than just mm. nose breathing. So if you're a mouth breather, mm. you won't produce it. If you're a nose breather, which everybody should be, you're going to be producing nitric oxide. In other words, you're helping the body with this mm. antibacterial, antiviral and vasodilator. It opens up the blood vessels. Mm. If you hum, 
So take a deep breath and simply go, sorry, I've just got, still got my snotty nose. So, <laughs> and you make this humming sound, you're going to increase the nitric oxide by 7%. Sorry, by seven more times than if you were breathing through your nose. Wow. So don't go and buy that silly product. You can do it yourself very easily. It's um, nuts, isn't it? But that's convenience. We think, again, we're, we're conditioned to think everything we require is outside of us. Yeah. All we have to do is buy it. Yeah, those damn pharmaceutical companies. They've got <laughs> a lot to answer for, as we know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, actually, we should put it down to marketing. 100%. It, 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 you know, I think Bill Hicks said it. I can't, I can't tell you what he actually said when I saw him live back in 1992 or whenever, whatever the year was he died. Um, and he said something very particular about those in marketing, <laughs> which I, I can't repeat. Yeah. But I think this is where people in marketing need to realize and companies need to realize they actually have a responsibility and that what they're doing may seem slight, it may seem small, but what they're really doing that affects the nation, that affects the world, with their marketing 100%. is really sends us down a, an avenue of poor health. Yeah. If, if anyone, so I'm not going to terribly share my opinion on this massively right now or, or any particular pharmaceutical products, but if you want to research and, and have a look or, or even just watch a TV documentary, TV series, there's a, a, a series called dope sick and that uh, profiles. What I didn't realize was a true live case. And it's all about these um, these pain management pills that they developed in the 90s that really created this culture around uh, using this um, opioid, opiate mm. crisis. And and it's going on now. These people are going through court. Um, and it's if, if you just Google the Sacklers and, and understand it, and then that's it. I'll just leave that there. Go and do your research. Go and have a look what some of these pharmaceutical companies do how they market it how they get away with it and how they're not held accountable for it yeah, that's totally. that's all that's all i'll say on on the issue because the irony is everything that dave's talking to you about is right under your nose <laughs> it, it really is there's so much of what we're capable of people don't know mm. or you know and, and actually i think we did know most people did know this you know probably a thousand years ago it was just a part of how they existed yeah. They didn't really think about it. They just knew that if they ate that plant, they'd heal. If they, you know, did the following practice, they'd heal whatever other condition they had. Yeah. Um, we've just lost all that knowledge. It's, it is such a shame. Mm. I am. Um, so I've grown in my faith over the last couple of years. And one of the good, uh, uh, I don't want to say quotes is if I'm like doing Jesus is a life quote, but like there's, there's a phrase in the Bible that says about perfect love casts out fear. And I, um, and I read something in Joe Dispenza's book that says that the production of oxytocin inhibits the production of cortisol. I was like, I was like saying the same thing. I was like, that's, that's amazing. So I think, you know, when, when, when I talk about, you know, heart-centered, doing more of what you love, having courage, I think there's actually a, a neurochemical kind of truth there that says actually when you are flooding your body with this oxytocin, yeah. you're, cut, you're cutting off the stress chemical. You really are, because, and also I think um, it's a, it, when you create this path of existence where you've consciously decided to change how you were living mm. and you were on that that other path that was very safe. 
When you do that, lots of positive things happen. And the funny thing is, it, it just snowballs, doesn't it? As you start to optimize your health, which mm. isn't selfish, a lot of people think that they don't have time. And therefore, as parents, for example, they don't have time to optimize their health. It's selfish to spend time in the gym or selfish to spend time on a retreat. But actually, the wider long-term benefits outweigh those short-term losses to your family. Um, and when you become healthier, stronger, you become happier, more loving. When you become happier and more loving, you then, uh, that impacts your friends and your family. And actually you probably will spend less time with those that are toxic to you as well. You know, you'll, you'll deliberately, it'll just be a natural thing that occurs because your body and brain will be saying to you, hang on a minute, you feel really good at the moment. That last conversation didn't make you feel good. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's have less of that, please. Because yeah, yeah. really, you want to be spending time with all those people yeah. that get you, understand you, that love you. Yeah. And then just, yeah, so uh, it, 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 I think... It's learning to tap into that, isn't it? It's learning to yeah. have that awareness of how our body feels in, in certain situations, under certain conditions, in certain environments. Yeah, yeah it really is. And the, when the, the brain is, is incredible, um, it's ridiculously stupid sometimes. And, <laughs> I agree, I agree. <laughs> and it will remind you of things that are, you know, as if it's working off of old data. It will yeah. remind you of things that just aren't relevant because it's working on association all the time. In other words, hang on a minute. I remember we were here before and, yeah. and you were injured. Therefore, I better flash those images back at you Again, this is linked to trauma and, and things like that. Uh, and that's, that's going to help you prepare so that you don't experience that thing again. But often the brain is, is trying its best, but it, it can only work off of these old memories. So the more, again, you grab control of life and not allow your brain to kind of dictate your actions and your movements, um, the more positive things start to, to occur and you create this new life. Yeah. I um I was really curious about your um just shining a red light, <laughs> looking into red lights every now and again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, red light therapy, and I've been doing now for at least a year. Uh, I use it for two reasons. In the main, I use it every day. First of all, I'm always looking at it, uh, or got it shining on my face, mm. and I often combine breath work whilst having it shone in my face. Mm. Uh, but I use it in particular for injuries as well. So there is, again, a lot of research now to indicate that red light works. One of its, uh, the, most of the research uh, is to do with inflammation and the reduction of inflammation. So I use it if I've been gardening and overworking a muscle, I might uh, uh, have inflamed it in some way. So that helps to reduce the inflammation, which is amazing. People often use red light for reducing scarring for example uh wrinkles um uh apparently it encourages hair growth now as you can see i haven't experienced that and i don't expect to i think i'm a lost cause as far as that's concerned but um yeah so there are lots of claims most of them are backed up by research yeah. uh and it is also theoretically something that uh, can improve your eyesight. Again, there's, there's a bit of research to do with this. I think more research is required. So you can stare at it. This red light is on the spectrum. I think it's about 632 hertz. It's, it's just below infrared. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's a slightly different spectrum to infrared. 
but you can use it as long as you want. It doesn't have any ill effects on your body. Um, but regular use does have many benefits. I guess this will come into the understanding that everything of this material world is below the speed of light, isn't it? And I guess there are there are frequencies to that speed of light. And I, and I guess my simple understanding is that, like you say, the, the six, 632 hertz is, is one of a certain frequency that has good healing effects. I think, I think we're all aware of the studies where, um, you know, if we speak or um, there's good vibrational energy through a snowflake and it freezes, everything is kind of this, almost like this perfect ordering of, of nature versus the disrupting you know i you know speak stress or speak bad words and i think yeah. the world is starting to understand that everything is energy yeah and, and that when we start to learn you know high vibrational good energy versus that which is uh, counter and destructive to life and it's trying to put ourselves in environments and places and spaces where that vibrational frequency does what it does best which is is a is a natural ordering and and, and of perfect nature i think there's something called the are you aware of the fibonacci curve yeah yeah i guess the fibonacci curve for those that are listening is go and google it it's this understanding that that uh, it's like a self-repeating pattern in nature it's just perfect in in its ordering perfect in its creation yeah. and didn't it appear in a movie i don't know uh um sure it did anyway but yeah absolutely and i think when you uh, this conversation now around energy a few years ago i wouldn't have been able to join same yeah wouldn't have made any sense to me and i would have thought hey that's just woo woo that's that's rubbish um now (laughs) since my mind has been totally open uh i get it i totally understand it everything is energy yeah as you say words are um you know, when, and I, I think I saw, you, you saw the post that I did where uh, there's a particular Acer tree near where I live, where my son, he's seven, almost yeah, eight, yeah, yeah. and he, he just naturally uh, uh, waves his hand as he walks past and, and touches yeah, this tree. Yeah, yeah. And it is, it's just the soft leaves, which are lovely. Now he does that naturally without much thought but he encourages me to do it and now it's become a, a thing we can't pass this now without yeah scraping our hand across it high five in the um, tree as you go yeah i've i've been hugging trees now for quite some time as well i yeah. quite happily do that yeah. um and and i do get a sense of the energy within uh when you when you come across other human beings and you just instinctively want to be in their orbit you know Mm. that is that is energy that that's something Mm. you're picking up there that you're not quite sure of but it feels really good and you're thinking oh maybe this person just maybe that it's because they're so positive they're giving you know they're saying so many positive things but it's it's much more than that Mm. Um, and in fact you can there is a technique that you can do that that i teach that will enhance your own positive energy Um, it's a a qigong like breath work practice uh, you can draw the energy up from the ground and by forcing it outwards, not only are you creating this positive energy within, but you're almost creating this bubble of positive energy around you so that when people bump into you in, in the streets, 
you find that they want to stick around whilst you're rambling away. It doesn't matter what the subject is because there's something about you that they're really picking up mm-hmm. on. So I make use of that technique, for example, if I'm doing a, uh, a real person in person workshop. Mm. Um, I love that. It's, uh, um, it's fascinating. You know, I take a lot of it insights from like the heart math and this understanding that the, the field that our, our heart projects be goes far beyond the field of our mind. So literally yeah. raising our positive emotions and our love and our care and our gratitude for people can be experienced and uh, you know there'll be some people that are engaging in this podcast that are like okay I'm, I'm early doors and the thing i'd suggest for anyone that there is just try something you know is this yeah. isn't an intellectual game at this point this is a go have an experience go and hug a tree <laughs> yeah. go and do some grounding go and walk in nature go and do something kind or love someone or hug someone or have a cold shower do one thing and assess how that's made you feel yeah did it help did it not do it more do it less you know and I, and I think that's that's the amazing thing and I, and I love that you have a platform that's encouraging and enabling both those that have been around this game for a while because you've got some great uh, guidance videos and courses but also a huge amount of resource for those that are new dipping their toe and more and more and more people are starting to dip their toe quite literally into rivers yeah. <laughs> my, my good friend billy's getting in uh, the bradford navin river shout out to billy um and uh, yeah so where can people kind of find more about you your work and what sort of uh, courses and offerings have, have you got in this world at the moment uh, so just on that last point, I would also add is, yes, do try anything, but mm. turn off your judgment switch, mm. which we all have. Yeah. Because we are conditioned so, from a societal perspective, from our parents, teaching, from our friends. We're conditioned and quite often we allow the judgment to stop mm. us from doing these things that we mm. want to try. Um, one, one thing I'm curious then, I, I, I suffer the paradox of expectation. There's if I expect it, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy of expectation. So I, I understand the value of if I expect this to work, it will work versus well, if I expect it to and it, and it doesn't like. So what's your view on suspend expectation as well? Or is it is it expect to feel something different? Yeah, I think probably learn how to be in the present moment. Yeah. Um, where that analytical mind is is turned off. Mm. Um and mm. then experience it so almost it's a bit like when people yeah. talk about meditation and i often say sometimes you need to prepare the mind for meditation which seems really silly but you do <laughs> and yes. i think sometimes you want to you want to try these practices but you almost want to prepare the mind before you try them so that you're in the perfect state in order to experience them yeah so like we're going to do this yeah. it's it's not going to be perfect <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're going to feel better at the end of it yeah or yeah or or maybe not even without expectation yeah yeah just try it yeah that's it we're going to be here for the next 20 minutes you've got yeah. to go there's no way you need to do there's no way you need to go be <laughs> yeah. just be you know the funny thing is that is the kind of conversation i have with my deck with my mind every day i do <laughs> he and i assuming he is a he have conversations like that all the time yeah yeah i yeah i hear you um uh, so yeah, where can where can people find more of that good stuff? Yeah, so uh, YouTube, obviously, Evolution of Dave. Just put Evolution of Dave, you'll see a little blue Neanderthal-looking figure that's my logo. Uh, 
and I'm regularly posting stuff on there yeah. about breath work, cold therapy, yada, yada, yada. But also a lot, a lot to do with positive psychology and mental yeah. health. Um, find me on LinkedIn, David Florence, uh, especially if you're a, a corporate and you want to book in some workshops with yeah. me. Uh, I'm doing a lot on stress awareness and management, mm -hmm. uh, but also breath work. Uh, LinkedIn, sorry, Instagram is uh, evolution underscore of underscore dave yeah, i'll share all the good links in the in the show notes yeah brilliant um and i am on facebook i don't do much on facebook but i am on there as well yeah um again evolution of dave or dave florence both of them are on there dave Love florence that. we're about a month out from the event have you got any ideas of what you want to talk about yet yeah i i do want it to be in some way motivational mm-hmm it is going to be experiential. Yeah, nice. People aren't going to be getting bored with me rambling on upstage. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to be getting people involved straight away, right from the outset. They're probably yeah. going to have to stand up at some point. Yeah. And they're probably going to have to move their body at some point. Yeah. Vagus nerves stimulated, eyes looking yep. up to the sky. Have you been <laughs> <of> that? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so you you were on a friend of ours heather parody on happy brain podcast i think i remember seeing a couple of your things but one of them was like looking up is that right I... well there is the looking up but there's also looking left and right yeah. so you can you can do a polyvagal where you're sort of looking up add a smile to your face yeah move eyes and head up and hold it there for a minute uh, and that totally changes your state you can also do this thing this um emdr idea eye movement yeah. therapy where you move your eyes left and right yeah um and that calms you down um nice the reason behind that is that when we walk forwards our eyes are always moving around all over the place yeah to try and take in the world um and when we're moving forwards and we're walking we're saying to our brain i've got this i understand it we're all okay everything is fine yeah uh so when you experience fear if you move your eyes left and right you're basically saying to your brain i've got this don't worry i'm all right thanks very much mm. we don't need to be fearful so yeah really simple technique uh, if you combine that by the way with what's called a physiological breath and that is an inhale without a snotty nose and then once you get to the top you then do another short further inhale and then exhale all the way that helps to calm you down it's something we do naturally you see children do it when they sob it's like a, it's almost like this involuntary you know it's like a double breath so you can again this is a hack i teach lots of hacks uh, and that's a way of hacking the system to calm you down inhale all the way add a little short burst of inhale exhale love that there's loads of good stuff on dave's youtube channel go and check them out dave thank you so much for your time brother really excited to see what you're going to do at the event so if you're listening and you're in the trobridge area make sure you uh, head over to the show notes now that you can get your links uh there to get your ticket sorry um dave be honored if you'd leave us with a final thought yeah don't push it <laughs> don't push the envelope too much learn how to experience stress and use it to your advantage but also, if you can, unlike I did, learn how much you can push it. <laughs> it's all about repair and recovery. And that's what I didn't do. So this is me being honest. Legend. And I'm still learning. <laughs> that's the point. I think, you know, how do you know, I think 
when we talk about always better than yesterday is understanding where is today's limits where is today's boundaries well yeah. what is and sometimes i say this to my my son in rugby and my teams when i coach rugby i said sometimes you just got to push that line you just sometimes you got to go beyond that line yeah. to know where the line actually is yeah, and totally. then you go oh i got told off let me just yeah i don't tell him to do that in the home mind <laughs> 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 on, yeah. on the rugby pitch he needs yeah. to find where the line is probably go past it so that he knows where the boundaries are and i guess that's what you're saying about our health and well-being yeah. right you know what? We could learn a lot from our children because they do all this stuff naturally. Um, hey, I, lo I love the quote that he shared. Do you remember it? Your, your son? Oh, yeah. The brain is good for maths <laughs> and the heart is good for telling the truth. There we go. Mic drop. Dave, appreciate <laughs> you, my friend. <laughs> Cheers. Hey, my friends, thank you for making it to the end. I hope that our time spent together today has left you a little bit better than before you push play. I'd really appreciate if you just took a moment to leave a review to allow me to meet more people where they are and hopefully leave them a little bit better too. If you're curious to know how I, through Always Better Than Yesterday, can serve you, your team, your organisation, then head to alwaysbetterthanyesterday.com to connect. And while you're there, let me know one or two things that you're going to do as a result of listening to this conversation. I absolutely love hearing your thoughts, your reflections, and the things that this spark in your own heart and mind. If you want more insights from my heart and mind, I do send out short episodes on a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. And again, I hope that they serve you well. I appreciate you listening. I'm Ryan Hartley, host of the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast, a podcast for heart-centered leaders just like you. Keep leading, my friends. Always love.